a talking shit on a famous chain restaurant. Like, fuck y'all yeah, chain next, restaurants. Next on the fucking chopping block is Panera Bread. Listen, Panera Bread is fancy hospital food, all right? Don't get me wrong. My wife loves it, but fancy hospital food. <laughs> you like cheese and broccoli? <laughs> Do you guys ever eat at a Boston market? Oh, those, dude, those are so good. I once, I once, sorry, I never ate there, but I once did a, a challenge in high school where a bunch of fucking idiot jocks bet me money or bet money on me as to whether or not I could drink a gallon of 2% milk in an hour. Oh, how'd that go? Straight. And I became, I came very fucking close, which is amazing because I think I maybe weighed 140 pounds at the time. <laughs> and, Where'd you put and, it, Brian? Uh, uh, I put it into the, um, into the, the median after I left the restaurant post haste in a, and <laughs> like a fountain of curdled milk, like cottage cheese. It was the most pleasant vomiting experience I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> sideways podcast it's your boy kyle season two episode 11 tonight we have a fun experience uh put on your thinking caps sit at your desk and grab a notebook because we're gonna do some learning tonight i'm joined by my teachers for tonight we have uh professor paps um what's another term for like teacher sub sub teacher julio and, <laughs> i'm a substitute uh, fuck you chancellor um uh, wait what do they call like a when you have like a principal the dean but, the dean my, there we go my, we have dean dean Ryan. no i think my official title is professor laser hands yeah yes professor laser hands <laughs> tenured uh professor pabalicious <laughs> and uh we have a uh, substitute teacher julio aponte <laughs> I and only then here's cover it. physical education. <laughs> He's a PE teacher. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm your math. student for tonight, Kyle. Uh, I'm I I am I have poor grades. I, I need to I have detention. I'm not really a good role model. Anyway, so tonight we're going to learn about color theory. Um, this is something I know very little about. I know some keywords like complementary and basics and tertiary and primary i don't know like, there's a color wheel on this shit too we're tertiary. gonna learn he meant tertiary tertiary yeah, yeah tertiary i like tertiary though like adjacent tertiary. to the church it's very holy uh church like relationship like manson <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're gonna do me some learning i'm gonna ask questions um and I'm going to put this in early because we normally talk about this towards the end of the episode but as we go through this learning journey if there is questions, advice, or additional supplementary information you as an audience member would like to add to this episode, I highly suggest you hit either us up in our socials. So Chris underscore Pabs, Clipping Nubs, Bro underscore Builder, and then I'm Clueless Columbia Builder, which doesn't matter. I'm the student. Or you can hit us up at the Built Sideways podcast. It's Built Sideways underscore podcast, right, Pabs, on IG? Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Uh, or you can email us at buildsidewayspodcast at gmail. Um, we normally talk about this at the end of the episode, but I want to talk about it in the beginning. You know, if there's additional information or additional questions that you have about this, by all means, reach out to us and we can continue the conversation outside this episode. 
so. I want absolutely nobody to reach out to me. I want all questions to be directed to Kyle so he can direct it at us. Uh, so that he does oh, more no. of the work than we do. So we just hang back and oh. watch him struggle okay. to answer these questions. I'll be the class president. I'll pass on the knowledge to the professors. We'll get the answers answered. Actually, yeah. The questions well, Kyle, answered. And then he'll be forced to learn what you're also learning. If you or whatever sharing, you know, yeah. Learn what you're sharing oh, or man. learn what your question is. This wasn't supposed uh, to become a second job. What happened? This is what I agreed this, to. This is the life you chose. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess as a senior NCO, this is my life. When people ask me questions I don't know about, I can't be like, I don't know, fuck off. I'd be like, all right, let me go find the information for you. Do, 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 do. And then I come back and give them the knowledge. I'm just like, this is how I get paid now. <laughs> this is my life. But anyway, let's begin the class, if you're going to call it that. Color theory. How do we? Why don't we start this big, extravagant thing? Like, what do we open a book? Do we like? Nah, I got you. I got you. You like red? Wall. You like the color red? I do like red. <laughs> Tell me more about red. That's the first theory. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dead poet society this, and I'm gonna say, take your books and throw them out the window, because. It, it doesn't matter. So I know, Brian, I know you're a big fan of books. But oh, yeah, of the course. First thing, the first thing I literally was taught in, in, in university slash art school, art, you know, slash like the whole graphic design course was that any, any and all knowledge that I pick up from this class is going to become outdated by the time I graduate. Yep. It's, so you know, it's, always, it's, it's such a multifaceted and, and layered thing. Um, when it comes to color theory, because everybody has their own different approaches to it, you you understand the 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 the, the backbone of it, but then you start right. to kind of pick up your own thing, and you start to pick up your own understanding of what the hell a complementary color is, or what a split complementary color is, or what or, or what is uh what is the, what is the word I'm thinking of uh an analogous analogous yeah. analogous yeah analogous yeah, yeah analogous, you start to whatever you start to understand your own kind of. Uh, your own way of learning it because that's that's the best way to learn, right? Reading about it, reading about the theory because, and here's, this is what drives me insane is that when when people talk about color theory, they immediately go, oh yeah, this is what I read in this book and this is what I read in that book. Right. Not really understanding that, okay, the color theory is what it is. It is it is a theory. It is, it is a, in, in, for lack of a better term, on the hypothesis of how colors should be matched and, and be, be, be perceived. But it, that's not necessarily the case here. So That's exactly what I was going to say too, Chris, was that it is literally what it says it is, color theory. There isn't a definitive anything. There is chemical makeups on how some paints are derived, but even that can change. So carry on, Chris. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's that's kind of what I wanted to, to just put out there first. All right? So what we say here is, is our experiences and in, in how we learned and, and kind of our uh, our development from learning about it and and then kind of you know building up upon what we've learned. Um, but this is not concrete, edu- like it's not concrete education. This is just us talking yeah. about our experiences about it. Um, yeah. Color theory is is <sighs> while there is a structure, it's it's as as bendable as as bendable can be. It can be how how you need it to suit you but you you have to learn it your way just so take what we say here and and think of it as more of a, of a foundation as a concrete foundation for what you want to learn next you ready okay. for part two you like blue <laughs> yes i like blue yo theory number two in the bag done 
So red, now blue. Okay, I'm, yep, I'm yep. writing notes. I'm writing notes. Get okay. it down. Get it down, okay. buddy. Red, R. I'm going to pass this e, kid. E, um, you blue. run past fail, Julio. E L. How do you spell yeah. blue? Is it On a curve. E L O E U? Yeah. Uh, B L E U. Yeah, like the cheese. The blue. Okay, got it. Red, blue. All right. All right. Yeah, no. Uh, like and like Chris was saying, uh, in regards to theory and and the uh, there are some certain things that are, are kind of they're kind of like common in in all of the theories. Um, you know, like the sky is blue, and the grass is green. I mean, the grass is yellow, but it's also red and a lot of different things. But that's different because that's not the actual color of the grass. That's the way your eye is seeing the light that's bouncing off of the grass. And now that is crazy. And that's why I love color theory, because that shit happens. It's like when you observe the world around you, like I I often talk about having last, uh, not last, but the last one was released from where we're recording this now. I talked about having all these model kits around me to absorb all this different input inside me, uh, inside me. Um, but like living here on the shore and the ocean, the sunrise, the sunset, the colors that I see from everything uh, reflecting and interacting with each other and the temperature of the air also changes the color. The amount of particulate in the air can change the color of the light that is then bouncing off of the shit around you that you're seeing. Um, yeah. Um, and it's, it depends kind of too, because when we're painting things like Mecca, you don't really have to think about a lot of the shit that I have like been paying attention to through all of the time, you know, learning everything. Um, and but you can and you can do cool things with those those practices, the, you know, the, you know, zenithal shading for armor models or even mecha models is a, mm. is a form of, of practicing those those theories it's it's controlling the light that your eye is seeing through using color and uh i think that that shit is just fucking awesome personally okay so i had a lot of words thrown at me uh one of which was red <laughs> it's my way one was blue um i think green was mentioned as well okay, no so no I'm, you skip it ahead you see this oh kid. shit oh shit we okay can't, we can't oh, let I'm him sorry. in here i'm super ambitious okay <laughs> i'm super okay real talk though okay <laughs> so we had a lot of terms we had a lot of like we're, we're as far as i know touching a lot of things that is color theory like brian talked about there's other colors that make what grass is and what your perception of others things like that. and brian perhaps talked about some things as well with complementary the other mega complement i don't know there's a bunch of subscripts to that that pop my question Kyle, is what Kyle, is what do, you, do you just want what? us to go basic or like what's yeah, yeah. Up, brother? Start, start basic because okay. right. again i have no rudimentary understanding i have like an i i can pick words that i've heard i've taken art classes sure. like oh yeah what's right. a primary what's a complementary like i learned that yeah. in school i know about like shading and tones and cool and warm colors right. today right. but that's about it let's Let's pretend I know nothing. Give me the bare bones. What is color theory? And let's build upon that. And I got this. I got this. I got this. Pen, you like green? That- oh, I love green. Green's my favorite color. That's the one. <laughs> you got to go. Now you got it. Timmy on the corner. Go with the green. Okay. I guess. I guess I'm playing. I'm playing the the, the straight man in it. So it depends on how on how you were you were you were, you were taught. Or what field mm. you were taught in when it comes to color theory. So for me, I was taught in graphic design. So somebody mm. in fashion might have a different uh, 
well has oh. the same has a has the same base base of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's right totally different, right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, for me, for graphic design, the the thing the 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 spine of it all, right? So color theory, it is the evocation of emotion through the display of color. Okay. So I like that. Um, yeah. So when when you think of color red, that that Julio just threw it's quite earlier. Yeah. Right. Step one. That right. is like, you know, what, what is, what, what emotion evokes from that? Like warmth, anger. right? Warmth, Warm. um, hot, yeah. Passion, love, hate, yeah. anger, right? You, you have stuff like that, like purple, like luxury, wealth, richness. Mm. Yeah. It's cool. often associated with royalty. Yeah. Comfortable. Royalty. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that. So, so warm colors, cool colors, um, colors that evoke, uh, certain, um, responses, that is that is the the uh, kind of the the basis that color theory is put upon when it comes to graphic design. It might mm. be a little bit different for for again like stuff like fashion design or um, even um, give me give me another uh, another market. Uh, uh, print interior print yes interior interior yeah. design yeah. yeah print prints all CMY. W-B-A-B. Yeah, don't tell him that now he's not gonna know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's where I was gonna start. Like you know, it it you're it starts with the, the wheel, right? In essence, that always started with the wheel, and that's evolved. But Kyle, I'll I'll give you an example, right? So you okay. said your favorite color is green. Yes, right. That's one. Is that your absolute favorite? Like your, your absolute, absolute dark okay, so, forest green is my like primo color. So if you if you think about it, if you if if green is displayed upon your 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 vis, your visage, you're in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it would technically, depending on you know what's being displayed in front of you, it's supposed to uh, invoke an earthly feeling, mm-hmm. um, something natural, something, um, something of of renewal, something of abundance of, uh, you know, something freshness, something like a freshness, right? So, yeah, and then um, depending, and again, this is this is why this is so multifaceted. Depending on where you are. You it just can also hit evoke... him with a winter fresh commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it could. I mean, depending on which country you're in, even it can evoke a different emotion altogether. Like green really? is oh. a, a signal, a symbol of wealth in some countries. Yeah, money. So it, color money. Yeah, so it's um, it's got it's it's got the and same kind of effect as other colors in in other facets of color theory like green has evokes the same kind of feeling as blue or yellow mm-hmm. evokes the same kind of feeling as red and stuff like that it's it's a whole thing and this is why i said like if you do have a book and, you, and you're just reading the page for page throw it out the window because it's not going to you, you'll learn the basics of it but you're not going to understand yeah. until you actually understand it for yourself so re- mm-hmm. read the book first and then the throw it out, it out. out. <laughs> yeah yeah that was, a, there you that was go. 40 dollars don't make me throw it. that's a waste of 40 dollars <laughs> okay, resell, resell it resell it whatever <laughs> Yeah, but I agree yeah exactly because okay, so you have to pull it and grow with it for um for our our mecha modelers right for for yeah. say for Gumpla I'll, I'll make Gundam an, exa- an example like your your very basic Gundam the red white uh blue and yellow Gramps. Okay, so those are those are your basics of basics right mm-hmm. minus the white which technically isn't really a color um you've got uh blue red and yellow correct mm-hmm um, I'm not going to show it here because it's this is a whole. It's, this is where it gets really hard on, for audio stuff. But if you look at it on the color wheel, it actually creates a perfect triangle. It is a triad of complementary colors. 
but that's not why it was done. It was done because it want, um, the designer of Gundam, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, yeah. um, wanted to evoke emotions based off of those colors. So, uh, for example, he wanted to use white because that, that portrays the innocence of childhood in times of war. It's like uh, the virgin color. Right. Um, I'm trying to remember the rest of this is it's this is a whole thing that I I, 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 um, I actually recently read up on. Um, it's been a long time, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I mean, just just it, it was to evoke like certain aspects of um, what it, it like what war was to him, hmm. or, or aspects of war that were forgotten or not really looked. Are you at talking about Tommy now? Yeah, I was looking for somebody specific. I didn't know you were talking about Tommy now. My bad. <laughs> I think that's who was saying, but I'm horrible with names. So I was like, I don't, I don't want to. It's new with a T, but I want to say it wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, Yo, the blue represents like a. Uh... Did he die? Yeah, or, he's Where? not. When did he die? No. I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was still kicking. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Here's a go. I don't get so, okay. well, Let me try to remember. Let me try to remember this. Let me try to. Let me try to. Okay, so we got white. Mel- Mel- this in my brain. White was the innocence, right? Innocence of youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blue is um, hope. I think it was hope or something like that. Yeah, um, that. Red yellow. is passion, yeah, and passion. then yellow is um, the, like wanting to end the, the the war and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So it was like a it was like a combination of those colors, and also we, I mean, if you think if you really think about it, like um, even when it comes to out, outside Gundam stuff. You know, you still mm. have some of those colors and those still evoke the same kind of emotions. That's exactly what Tommy wanted to go for. Um, nah, so he was, he was, he was copying off Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> but Sailor Moon is the same thing. Like same no, colors, yeah, totally. same color scheme, yeah. wanting the same thing. So the white on her was the, her innocence. And then the red was her, her passion. The yellow was her wanting to end the conflict, her hair and shit. So that, that <laughs> evokes those emotions. <laughs> her hair and so, shit. so, uh, <laughs> But the, I mean, in th- like that is that is essentially at least how we were taught. We were taught color theory. It was the ev- evocation of emotions through the use of color, mm. um, and yeah, that, that's kind of like the the absolute like page one part of it. And then okay, yeah, the rest yeah. Of it I was always on. I always approached it from an uh, an interpretation of reality through uh, color expression. Is the way I always approached uh, color when I enlighten me on that statement, Brian. Uh, So um, trying uh, painting, seeing as being painting what is reality, you know, like uh, either painting um, yourself or painting figure paintings or doing mm -hmm. still life paintings or reproductions in that form or doing um, a realistic interpretation of something that's fantastical. Like, okay. You know, like we talked, we were talking about before the show, we were talking a little bit about James Gurney, the Anatopia guy, uh, mm-hmm. has some great books on color theory and on using, um, using the, like how light interacts with, uh, things, objects in space, mm-hmm. um, and then applying that to your painting, um, through color, which is very, it's a very little, um, using whole tones like blacks or mm. full whites. It's using everything and creating the, the full spectrum. so yeah and, and there's a lot too the with with your basic color wheel you start out with the red blue yellow and then there's your second those are your primaries quote-unquote primary colors and their quote-unquote secondary colors are orange green violet and you have black and white and then brown and gray 
uh, and then and then there's some weird things that go into that and my my stuff that I've learned makes me go and sigh a little bit there when I talk about the colors because the way that paint is made it's a uh, to achieve a color it's a mixture of pigment whatever that pigment may be whether it's mineral or or whatever uh, in a solution and and like that's the carrier so you have like here mm. and it's usually a binder too so you have like a pigment the carrier and the binder and whatever that pigment is made out of, it's a mix in a, in a ratio and held in solution. So it's like floating in this like jelly of sorts, whatever the jelly might be made of, whether it's linseed or, or whatever. And when you mix two different colors together, you're really not just mixing like a red and uh, a yellow because what is red and what is yellow? You know, how do you define red? Is red cadmium red? You know, is it? is yellow uh, like lemon yellow or is it, you know, a different yellow, you know, cause mm. so that's the thing. Like, so there's there and people slap you, you get a yellow from um, MMP or you can get a, M, a yellow from MIG or you can get a yellow from Vallejo and put them all together and they're all going to be different yellows. So a little bit of that is like understanding the paint that you're working with. Mm -hmm. And then there are easy ways to get through mixing in colors together to try and achieve a desired result. Right. So if you're trying to mix color and I'm not really talking so much about color theory, but I'm talking about mixing to get, achieve a result, mm. you you can mix two greens or two yellows and two reds to get oranges. Right. But depending on the shade and the hue uh, and, or whatever chroma basis, oh, the, the red or the hue. yellow is, you're going to get different oranges from that whether it be a warm or cool or whatever. So like there's a whole, it's really, it can get really, really deep, really, really fast, but on mm. the very surface level, yes, you mix yellow and red together and you get orange and you mix, right? So the easiest way to get around the complications that I just went too far into is to have a simple palette that you work from. If you're going to try and mix colors and try and work with that and understand how mixing different things together creates different types of colors. Holy shit. Let me give you an example of kind of like what goes through my brain whenever I I, I paint or I start to paint any anything I paint, um, which is obviously mostly mecha. Um, for example, the the one one hundred wound wart. Or even, mm. I guess, even the the age two Magnum, one of those two, because um, they they both kind of follow the same theory. One one, the extreme opposite of the other, right? So, <clears throat> with the the wound wart, it's mostly it's mostly like shades of uh, light gray, dark gray, darker gray. Then you also have lavender in there. You've got uh, an orange yellow plus the gold. So, I wanted to give the wound wart since looking at that thing, it's it's a very kind of a dainty kit. Right? It's a dainty kind of design. Um, kind of small, almost childlike, almost gives it uh, gives it an innocence. So that's where the white comes from. I wanted to give it a luxury, which comes with the the gold and the uh, the the lavender, and then the orange. I wanted to give it some form of kick or an energy or a uh, uh, a buzz. Some would say, right? Um, the the H two Magnum. I went the complete opposite, and I wanted to give it a luxury, like a very kind of. It's a very because I mean, if you think in in terms of the the story of uh, the Age Two Magnum, it is a a kit from was it Build Divers, right? Build Divers Revise, something like that. 
Um, I, I thought it that is, was from a different show, like the, the age and all that. Well, the age two Magnum is a, is from from. Oh, from oh yes, that's, that show. one's that's like a variation, not from the original series. I think it is. I don't know which Bill Divers it is, one or two. Yeah, it's one. It's Bill one of them. Divers, but like the, the the guy who pilots it is is the champion of hmm. said whatever thing he they do. The right? He's like the, yeah, he's like the world champion. So I wanted to give the feeling of both uh, strength, uh, luxury, and energy. So the H, the H2 Magnum was supposed to be a very kind of fast uh, fast mobile suit. Um, it's got the uh, it's it's very mobile. It's very fast. So giving it giving it the the orange and the yellows and the reds gives it the energy, the the strength and the speed, and then the purple gives it like a a, a royalty almost like a, a as a champion, or mm. you know of that of that luxury of being a champion. So that's kind of the the feelings I wanted the colors to evoke. And yeah, question, I mean not to cut you off, Paz, but. Yeah. Is there somewhere someone can go to find kind of like a like a the Thoris thesaurus of color? Okay, I want to have these emotions inflicted by my build, or I want to like demonstrate this type of feeling. And then you're like, okay, here's the colors you can use to get that. Is there like a reference people can go to to find that? Like, here's the book of emotional response to color kind of thing. Like, you you listed colors that you wanted to invoke feeling from. Okay, I want this feeling, this feeling, this feeling, and this kind of like imagery in my head of, to be conveyed for this kit. So I'm going to use these colors to get that. Is there some? Is there something that people can look to to do that? Like, they know what they want their build to invoke. Is there a place they can go to go? Okay, these are the colors I can use to get that that emotional response. I'm- I mean, there is, but I wouldn't. Okay, so the problem with 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 places like that or things like that is, it it kind of limits your your scope of what you can use because you look at you're looking at this palette and you go, okay, well, I can use this, 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 and this, and then you don't. Mm. It kind of it kind of narrows your vision of what you can add to it if you okay. wanted to add to it. Yo, mm. people don't even see color the same. Like everyone, it's true. Interprets every shade every hue differently if you want to invoke emotion you take stuff out of your body and you spread it across a canvas (laughs) i don't know the emotion i want (laughs) i genuinely thought he was going somewhere serious to that but okay look i will i will give you places that um helped uh i guess i guess helped me in my early kind of not even my early days but i guess my career in terms mm-hmm. of as, as a graphic designer so um color hunt is a good place to kind of uh to color check hunt, out okay. so color hunt is um it's a collection of uh color palettes made by somebody i can't remember his name um but it, it, it's it's like a, a palette of, of like really trendy color co- uh, collection so it's not really made to invoke mm-hmm. an emotion per se but it, it i mean it is there to kind of help you place colors together or place them within the family that you think would look would suit well for whatever okay. whatever it is you're going for. So uh Color Hunt is a good one. Um Julio, you might have heard of this one. Peloton. Have you heard of that one? Nah, sorry. That's a bike. Okay, so Peloton. You know yeah, oh, not Peloton. Work out now. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's uh palette on, right? So palette on palette is on, a okay. yeah so this one's more of an interactive place where you can there's there's an actual like wheel that you click on a certain area it'll give you the shade of color that you have underneath your your um your mouse and then it'll give you 
a range of colors, both in the family, in its tertiary complementary family and um, its amalgus family. And it'll give you the complementary colors for those. So, for example, if you click on red, it'll give you the different shades of red that would go with that red that you've chosen. And then, obviously, green is its complementary color based upon the, you know, the basic color mm. wheel. It'll give you a family of greens that'll go with those as well. So it'll give you like nice. a, a range, like okay. a range of of um, a range of colors, not just the one. You know, so mm. it helps you kind of visualize be, things a little bit better. Can I be real honest about that red green bullshit? <laughs> I don't love it. I don't know why. What? You, know, you don't love what? Red and green together. I don't love it. You're not, you are you not festive? You're I, not feeling the holiday spirit? I think that's why I don't like it. Because they use it for shit like that. But why do you think they used it for in the first place for holidays and shit? Because it, I don't know. those are it, two complementary colors. I, I, it makes me feel bad about those holidays. Because <laughs> they're so great? Is that what it is? You're like, man, I, I should be enjoying so this more. Okay. Here's, here's a better one for you. Because, I mean, red and green is a very, um, it's a high contrast and high impact color. color makes you feel um, vomitish. Like combination. Ooh, yeah, because contrast. it's like you're going you're going from a very warm color to a very kind of cool color. So for, you go from red to green, you're like, oh damn, that hurts, right? Like it's like it it doesn't evoke an emotion. It makes you think of uh, um, a holiday at this point. So it's not really an emotion yeah. to, per se. It, it makes up. you think of a time. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a better example. Like for say for example, Halloween. Orange and black. Ooh, orange, and black. orange. Yeah, orange and black. Right. Yeah. Now. Now, when you think but of orange why? and black, it's it doesn't it doesn't hurt, to, or it doesn't it doesn't like um, it doesn't give you the same emotion that you think of, or the same kind of feeling that you get when you look at red and green. Not at right? all, because man. it's it, even though it's it's from a a warm color to I mean I guess technically black is not a color. It's it's, it's not. not even a blue. It's not a cool color. It stops. It, it's going, orange. It stops of color. <laughs> yeah, you're going from two. You you go. You're still going from two high contrast colors, but you're going from from a warm color to a non color. Yeah. So it's it's easier for you to kind of digest. It's easier for you because you're you've evoked that emotion of oh okay you or you you know orange you know again one color. Even if they did like orange and green for the holidays, it'd be great. I think it's just the uh, red, the red and green. Like, I don't know. It makes me I feel, feel like weird, dude. When I hear orange and green, for some reason I think of a medieval knight. Like that's the colors of the the king um, or the that certain um, yeah, the flag you know, royal family. I was like, I don't know why. Like I orange and green, I immediately thought of a knight sitting in front of the the throne, and that's the colors he has to wear because that's the you know the family crest and all that shit. <laughs> so if you want, if you want something like that, so if you want, so, if so, Julio, you want to you want to stray yourself away from your basic complementary colors, you can try for something called a split complementary. Oh. What you talk about, Pabs? Go on. How do you? <laughs> okay, so split complementary is if you take that color wheel, right? And again, I hate talking about the color wheel because again, it does limit you. Um, in terms of your using your imagination to give yourself a better color palette, um, you take that basic color wheel, okay, and then you go for the second one. So, the, so there you got your basic color wheel, and then you got your your um, your secondary color wheel, which is your secondary colors. So it's got more of a hue of mm. different colors, right? Wait, wait, pass before you we take, continue. What is hue? 
So, brief, brief, brief explanation. Hue is the variation of tone amongst colors. So you have yes, like hue. a brighter yellow, a milder yellow. Like as it transitions between the colors, you get more like red into a yellow versus because it gets closer to red. That's hue. Right. Yes. Hue, you get saturation yeah, is, in tone, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Right. Yeah. So hue is the main property of colors and this property of light in which yeah. like an object is color is classified as a color. So anyway, <laughs> that's close yeah. to the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is, right. Is hue, hue describes chroma or color basis and mm-hmm. relations between them. And then there's tints and shades. And then mm-hmm. a tint is, is white and a shade is black. And I'm sorry. That's also, I'm uh, that's also the, uh, the name that they used in the movie North where they said, we don't want hue. <laughs> 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 we that want hurts. our sun. <laughs> anyway, Continue um, so, with what you're saying. Yeah. So a split complementary color is if you take that secondary, um, secondary, that secondary color wheel, which has more colors in it, you take your, your, the color that you choose as your primary color. Um, and then you go for, uh, find this complementary and then use the two colors on either side of it. So instead of going for your typical kind of, oh yeah, here, you know, here's your, 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 your main color. And then you go for the complementary color on the opposite side of the wheel. Instead, you're going towards, um, you're, you're essentially creating like a very long triangle, right? So you're going ah. for, you're going for like, for example, say you go for orange, right? Then there's, there's a shade of, of, of an orange to its left or right. And then you go for, you go, you go again to the other side and then you go, okay, well, the, I guess that next to that is blue. So now you have, you have like a dark orange, a lighter orange and a blue. And that's your, that's your split complementary colors. Okay. So it's not like it's not your typical like oh yeah red and green, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> you know what else I think it is? George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. You wore nothing but fucking red and green, bro. And he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you, George was that bad. Jason Alexander. Can't <laughs> stand you. Can't stand you. <laughs> oh man. Played a horrible character. It was well written, though. They made me hate that man. What Art Vandalay? You don't like Art, Art Vandalay? <laughs> no. Latex salesman? <laughs> Architect? Buck naked. He's he's the uh, the Johnny Sins before Johnny Sins was popular. You know, man of many jobs. Art okay. Vandalay. Oh man. Okay, so there's there's a lot we absorbed just now. Oh, dude, yeah. And I kind of have some understanding because I know what Pabs is talking about. The, there's like your basic elementary color wheel. Then there's the one that's got like 17 versions of orange, 17 versions of red. So like you get like a tonal change amongst all the different colors rather than just your block. Here's red. Then it goes straight to yellow and straight to or- orange, then yellow. Like there's more of a gradual transition amongst uh, the primaries and secondary colors, right? And again, I want to I want to repeat it. I want to repeat this. Just make sure that you guys, you know, I, I, I'm... I'm sure there are people like listening to this going, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Like it, it is very, um, it's hard to kind of to, to talk about without us going really deep into, into the nitty gritty of it, because it's, it's, you know, it's a whole thing. It is layers upon layers of years upon years of, of people talking about this and adding their own thing. And then, you know, people taking that and adding their own thing. It's, it's become a very, you know, at its at, at its at its core, um, a multifaceted subject. Um, so, what I encourage people to do is take what we're saying here, hopefully, try to make sense of what we're talking about, and then read upon it yourself. Because it 
it's easier for you to understand what we're saying once you kind of know how or learn learn it yourself if that makes mm. any sense like yeah like, read, like reading and figuring out what your color theory is and then and then hearing us talk about it, it it'll it'll help you make more sense of it uh, so this is step two in your learning journey go read the book and before you throw it out the window throw the podcast on this will all start making sense <laughs> maybe have the book there for reference because we don't have any imagery going on while we're talking about it so that will help kind of close that's what's like, really hard about this man usually i have like a hidden so you brought up some solid points Babs, <laughs> um that i feel like that should be noted without all the other extra things that we really can't dive into super detail to explain the invocation of emotion due to color and how when you have mm. a certain build, even though we're dealing with like robots and tanks and other scale models, you explained very well that you had two models that you worked on that were completely different color schemes, but you had a direction about it. And that's what drove your color selection. That, that's why I asked earlier, like, is there a reference someone can go like, because someone can come up with, I want this to be animalistic. I want it to invoke, you know, blind rage. So what colors would I pick for this build? Like, let's think the Barbados, you know, that's, that's a very, and like a lot of edgy guys like to make that, like, he's my, you know, he's a robot, but he's beastly. What colors would I pick to have that emotion evoked or that aggressive well, nature? If you, I mean, if you really think, think about it, the, <laughs> if you really think about it, the Barbados, yeah. the, the Barbados regular color scheme, it, it it doesn't evoke a beastly nature. No, not at all. It's it's a gun. It doesn't. Scheme. It doesn't evoke. Yeah, it's a it's your typical Gundam scheme. It's your your yellows, your blues, your reds, and your whites. And it's it's still the exact same theme as the original Gundams. Mm, and yeah, that's how it calls back. That's how it calls back to the original. IBO felt like Escaflone with a Gundam skin on it. <laughs> they just so, called them Gundams, yeah, instead of robots or whatever they call them. <laughs> so, if you, so if you really that. think about it, the the, the Barbados is the worst example for this. The mm. the the Gujon is a good example instead. Oh, Let's go with that. So yeah. if right, so, so let's think about the like Gujon, tans, browns, oranges. Yes. So what do those evoke? And then and then think about the the mobile suit itself and what it does in the show and how it's designed. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, so. So it's got very earthly tones. It's got very it's it's um it's got a it's got a beefy very boy. um grounded base, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. It's beefy. It's got the it's got the. I mean, is it the full city that has the forearms or no? Yes, yes. the, the back ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's so the one the, that the I did city. the full resin conversion of. Yeah, yeah. Really? yeah. <laughs> so the full city. So full city has the forearms. It's got the massive wow. kind of scissor type weapon thing. Um, yeah, the scissor so, shield. Yeah. Yeah. Very so the browns are. are are the browns are to evoke its 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 grounded nature, its mm -hmm. earthly nature, it's it's um and then when you think of that, it think you think of raw strength, you think of um you think of power essentially, mm -hmm. right? Away from the reds, away from the passion of the power, it, it's more mm -hmm. of just raw power. Um, you think of it's you think of nature. So Akihiro, which is the the main pilot of the Gujan, again, guy who's who's mostly based upon his his raw emotion, his raw power. Mm. Um, so the way the Gujan is designed, the way it's colored are very complementary of each other and helps you evoke what that design should be. And that's why looking at, um, looking at the Gujan and any other color scheme is a little strange because it does, you know, some people who make it, you know, kind of black and, or gray or, or, or white is you're taking away that, that kind of base of, well, it's, it's no longer grounded. It's no longer earthly. It's now just a chonky mobile suit in white mm. 
Makes sense. So let's go back to the Barbados then. If we want to invoke that aggressive nature, would we go with reds and like oranges, you know, what, what color scheme do you think would be best portrayed for like not too anger driven, but more like it's it's a beast ready to pounce. Like it's got raw strength to it. That's agility, you know, kind of based. What colors would we go for that? So because one of the first models that I I fully completed when getting back into the modeling hobby was the Barbatos um, mm. lupus. Um, and not the Rex, the lupus. And so uh, I was like, that was maybe like the third or fourth model that I built, um, mm. like snapped up. And it was the first one that I had like fully painted, but not customized and painted. That was a Zaku. Um, but yeah, so when I did that, I I went to, to more of an aggressive scheme where instead of doing the yellow, um, I tried to do or I did more of a gold. Um, mm -hmm. The crest, the head crest on the crown was still yellow, but it had like a gold tinge to it. But all of the rest of the parts that would normally be yellow were like a gold. And I, I gave that white uh, a black base and I used that old bone that I always use. And that, when that pulls up into the, the tone of white, it actually gives you like purples and blues. And so I went like Ooh. that. I went purple, blue, white, like almost cooler. And then on top of that, I went in head and I, I weathered that with just regular acrylic wash because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at the time. Mm. Um, and uh, I, that, and I just did that like um, Adam Savage, weather your props style. And yeah. uh, but I got like a, a grime on top of that. And those like those warm tones mixed with that like base cool armor mm -hmm. tone. And then the reds, I did really aggressive reds. I did the bloodlines reds. So those are pre-mixed colors. So that's like not just like a cadmium or whatever, you know, yeah. uh, it's it's like I used I think it was like a, the fucking. Yeah, it was blood. It was literally called uh, blood red is the fucking From blood and, gods. Yeah, exactly. Right. That and then that like rich, like red, it's got such a like visceral mm. quality to it on those red shoulder components. Just like really just like sends it. I went straight, straight for color. Not yeah. a pinkish red, but a brownish red. It's like it's a deep, deep red. Yeah, not even that. It's a fucking red red. It's like <laughs> it's like crimson. It looks like blood, like no lie. It looks like it's like effects. It's like effects paint in a way, you mm -hmm. know, and then like that blue too, like just a deep, rich tone of blue where I know that Chris has done some incredibly technical, beautiful, exquisite Barbatos. So please, Pep, tell me your Barbatos theorem. Uh, I like him red, white, and blue. Uh, All of a sudden, he's fucking, <laughs> fucking. What's his name in Fifth Element? Yo, um, Corbin I, Dallas over here. Paint honestly, your Barbados I am, I am like uh, Lino. Yo, paint your Barbados like Lino. That's the emotion I want out of Barbados. The blue oranges. Yeah. yeah, dude. That like tiger, white. golden brown tan. Beautiful. We could look like ate too much carrots. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little tinge of orange. <laughs> it's a tiger after all. This is gonna sound <laughs> and and people so whenever this color scheme is, is thrown about, people always say, Oh man, that's you know, fucking edgy or whatever, right? But different variations of really dark grays and then small pops of red. Will evoke that yeah. um, that visceral um, kind of aggressive color scheme that you're looking for, without it being too overpowering. Because too much red uh, obviously gives you um, a different kind of of aggression. Whereas mm -hmm. uh, a muted color scheme with small pops of that aggression 
gives it more of a visceral feel. Okay. Less is more in this situation. Yes. Absolutely. So, is this what one calls high contrast? Because I feel like that's absolutely. a topic we're talk, talking about. Because that's, that's, that's something we've, we've talked about in the past. I am familiar with what high contrast is. It's obviously complete opposites of the spectrum, you know, right? You know, and, and they're high, high saturation. It's like, oh, shit. You know, you got white to black or, you know, gray to red. You're like, oh, that, that pops because it's so notable of a difference in color. But I don't know how to execute this. Guide me through the, the means and methods of making an effective high contrast color scheme. <sighs> I, don't damn it, I feel the same fucking <laughs> way. Is, Chris. Like, why is it important though? I feel like this is a valuable thing to talk like about because black? it's a powerful tool. Dude, I like, like black. black. I like, don't I like black. black. Never paint white black. and black. White and black. Never, never Easy black. done. Black. High don't contrast. <laughs> I thought we told people not to use black ever in their builds. Nah, yes. but this is what you wanted, man. <laughs> I want good high contrast. Like, because like, I, I feel like that's something that a lot of people try to emulate because everybody and their mom knows high contrast is good in an artistic standpoint. But how Can does be. one execute it properly? I think that's the, the missing oh, thing that most people have. Hey, that is, I mean, some of that is trial and tribulation. A little bit of that is education. Mm, it's so, also education. positioning throughout the build, like oh, colors. Color and blocking. The, there's a theory to that too, right? And then oh. that's that's so, the fucking thing that I have against like not not to rain on anybody's parade or poop on anybody's Cheerios here, but those <laughs> anime cell shade models that look great from one vantage point in the entire world. <laughs> I get it. You did great. It is not functional for you to do, you know, for it. It's not going to read right all the way around. And and that's just and that's fine. And if you're OK with it, that's great. And I'm great with it, too. You know, if you're at really, the same time, if they're really good with it, it does look great from every angle. It does. Yeah. From that one vantage point, you know, from X amount of feet away, you know, right at a certain height. Like <laughs> it's yeah. And that's just like any kind of like extreme contrast painting, any sort of zenithal that I like, like what I was talking about OSL, before, trying to control lighting. the viewers, like um, what the viewer is seeing by a mm. light using paint, you know, to express the way that light is affecting the object, you know, to spotlight in, uh, an area or draw at um, like, uh, yeah, using color to draw uh, your eye or, you know, action, you know, mm. uh, if you're doing like a diorama or something like that, right? If you're wanted to like um do more emphasis for brighter tones or um like contrast in areas of your model where you want to draw eye your eye to um so if you're like doing like a, a cool open cockpit thing like you really want to put your detail and your color and your cool shit around where you want that to be drawn i mean not like to muddy it you know mm. but i think like you know do do oh, those pop. sorts of things <sighs> A lot of pop. How much pop? Yeah, I don't know. What are we talking about? How much popper? <laughs> Come on, pop, pop this bill no, for no. me. <laughs> no, no, I'm more. I'm. I'm almost too much method sometimes. Like I, I over engineer my shit sometimes, and that you know is at a fault. And it's what it is. Um, but um, doing the high like the high contrast like the thing that i'm my mind keeps running back to like naturally and i can't escape it is caravaggio uh chiaroscuro style painting and and that's just again expressing light in the same thing so i'm i'm really just beating dan Ho dead horse here 
All right, okay, so look so, up Carvaggio. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. So I apologize if this is a little bit long. I will say so, okay. Here is here is where a lot of people get get this wrong. All right, people throw the people throw the words high contrast around like willy nilly, like oh yeah, high contrast. You know, the high contrast is high contrast. That people have to understand the difference between high contrast and um, what is it? What is it called? Um, tonal contrast. Tonal. Oh. And that is that is what you are looking to do. Instead of a high contrast, you're looking for tonal contrast. So the reason why white on black doesn't work is you're going from one light sparse color to um, an empty sparse color. So you go, well, again, white and black aren't colors, but you're going from one sparse to one empty. And the, the contrast between the two in terms of tones are so black, literally black and white, that your eye goes from white to black and it just doesn't yeah it doesn't 100 right Right. or zero to 100 now if you go from Uh. if you go from light gray to dark gray it becomes an easier transition Mm. and it helps and it allows you to follow your where where it is you're going so and and this is why where tonal contrast comes in so you aren't looking for okay well i want to i want to complement this this color with this color but they're they're high contrast. So then you you flip the script and go, okay, well, what's a good tonal contrast for these two colors? For example, um, the the G three bust that I did for for the Cerulean project last year, right? So um, there were there were grays and dark grays and darker grays in there. Then all of a sudden there is a teal, and then there is a a, a lavenderish purple, right? Colors that usually don't don't go together are the 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 teal and the lavender. Those two colors do not meld well. If you may, if you build a a whatever it is you want to build, and it's just the teal and the um, the lavender, it will look like the Incredible Hulk, essentially. <laughs> if you think about it, right? And and again, that's why the Incredible Hulk is paint is done the way he is because it evokes something that's wrong something that's that is against nature okay so that makes sense right but throwing that away so so teal and and lavender shouldn't go together but you throw in gray the 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 three or a, one two three Try shades it. of gray in there yeah three or four shades of gray oh, in there. i can't remember right. how many was right yeah. you throw those three shades of gray in there and then you start to to add tones of that gray to your lavenders to to that teal it becomes part of that tone and it allows your eyes to shift between those, but yet you still get that pop because it's mm. still it's still a green, it's still a lavender, but you're getting the, the 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 slight dullness of those those three grays being mixed in there with your eyes, and it's easier to kind of see, and it's easier to compose because you're looking at saturation. Well, you're like desaturating it to get your tonal contrast. Not necessarily. So you're not you're no. not looking to yeah. desaturate. You're looking to you you're looking to keep the tone within within your, your composition it's, it's gradual rather than just a sharp going to the next color per se on the wheel you're, you're yeah. actually transitioning you're, you're, yeah. you're easing you're easing the harshness of the high the highness oh, of the contrast okay. so like again i'll use i'll use that that bust as an example um you know so you're, you're you've got the three grays so you're looking at the grays and that's that's basically your primary colors but then you've got bursts of of the lavender as a secondary and then you've got like the tertiary color which is the the teal and you're looking at that and um you're looking at it and going okay well the teal is 
mostly on the inside of the armor. So it's not it, it that's that's an inner working. Uh, you're looking at the lavender. Okay, that looks like it's 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 not covering as much of the the body as the gray is. So that's your secondary. And then you're looking at the gray. And then every time you're looking at the gray, you're looking at complementary hues of that gray as you're going along. And it leads you into stuff like the lavender and stuff like the teal as you're going through. And it eases you in. And then as you as as you take photographs of it, as you're looking at it in a in, and obviously you guys haven't done it because you you haven't seen it in person. As you're looking at it uh, in a 360 rotation, or you're looking at it from from top to bottom, left to right, it it allows a certain flow within from the grays to the teal to the lavender, and it oh, it leads you okay. to show you okay, well these are the details I've wanted to pick to pick out, and that's that's the Arrow, whole thing with high contrast, yeah. That's the thing with, with what people are trying to achieve when it comes to high contrast. It's not about, I want to make this pop and I want to make this pop. You're, you're wanting to lead people to the thing that you want them to pay attention to. Mm, that those crispy details we talked about in previous episodes, now you can use color to exemplify those details in a much nicer manner rather than like, hey, bam, poo, I fucking yeah, scratch built this shit and it blasts in your face. And in doing so, it, it allows other parts of your, your build to, to shine, too. So, you know, if, ah, if like the, the different tones of gray don't go together or they're not the right tone, then it's going to be too jarring for them to be even in the same color space. So having them be complementary helps you kind of ease your way through that piece and helps you highlight details from that piece. And all of a sudden, bam, you've got like a teal Under Armour thing. Or bam, mm. you've got your secondary armor, lavender, whatever. You know, it it helps ease you into it, and it helps you kind of. While it doesn't narrate a story, it helps you kind of pick out things that that in your brain you wanted people to pick out. And go, oh, I really like that color where it is, and yeah. I really like this well, detail where it is. If you have a color like in mind, like oh, I want this to be a green centric build, that could be your, you know, your base as as you'll probably people use because there's like a tonal shift you have your highlights and your darks so you your base is the mid-tone that's the that's the basis of your color and then you branch out one way or the other based on what you want to do but pabs allude to this and for the note takers out there in the audience he was talking about mixing of colors to get your gradual and that's like his lavender was his base we're gonna put some air quotes on that because depending on where you're doing your color shift it could be a highlight to him but then he added gray, a little bit of gray, like 10%. Then he got his next tone, then 10% more. So for those taking notes on this episode, this is a fundamental exercise when you're creating your own colors as well. Because um, I've dabbled in the color mixing in my in my part. And what I do is I take three tones. I've got a color I, off the shelf I want to use, or maybe a color I want to use. And then I add like grays or other colors to then pick my other two tones that are in retrospect to that original color. And then that's how I just encapsulate the entire build with those three colors. That's mm -hmm. how I play the game in a very safe manner. But if you want to go even further than that, you could build four tones off of that original color just by mixing in a little more of whatever color you're using to make those other two colors. So for the note takers for mixing paints, mm -hmm. that's something to do. Like you want to make a color lighter, don't throw white into the mix. That's, that's like we talked, white doesn't exist or black for making it darker. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to make that's a color darker you use was the complementary color right pabs and that would be the shade yeah. that would be a darker tone and it would still keep yeah, the saturation of that color you wouldn't yeah. make it desaturated um things of that nature and that's how you you play with the different tones to get your a brighter color or darker right. color versus your base so if you want a, if you, the, if you want pabs. a gradual it's, if you want a gradual um 
either darkening or lightening of a color, you take you take um, a tone of that color's family and you increase or decrease depending on what you need. So um, say you have an orange and you're wanting a lighter orange or, a, you know, a, cer a certain amount of lighter orange, then you, you take that, you take your orange and you go, okay, well, um, what, what tonal family is this part orange in and what can I add to make it lighter or darker and keep it within that, that shade because if you add like yeah. like you said white or black it becomes way too stark of a of a, of a contrast right. and you yeah, get like a very with muddy color right you're dealing with tints or shades in yes, essence sir. yeah with that right direct direct tint and shade yeah. so. exactly and um so when when you guys see me post a build or whatever and i start throwing colors in there you you see my list of colors and stuff and you see my custom mixes you see my do percentages of 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 what colors i use you'll see every now and then and um this is this kind of goes against what we literally just said every now and then i will add a completely contrasting color to that to my base color and mm -hmm. that helps it that helps it shift within the family of what i want that color to be a part of next if that makes sense so for mm -hmm. example like i'll do i'll do a gray but then i'll do like a drop of blue in there or I'll do a drop of yellow in there. And that gives cool it, it so like, that gives that gray enough warmth for me to be like, okay, well now yeah, it's complementary to that cool, orange or, or that cool. yellow. Yeah. Mm. It was yeah. with the blue, right. The same thing. I got you. So, okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. I, li I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm learning a lot. A yeah, good theory. It's that's just the painting yeah. theory. Um, thing, thing, thing about saying like a green centric model is like what yeah. kind of green, you know? Because let's go, let's go know, deep, like, deep dark green, like a forest green. Let's let's use that, like a zaku green. That's like a, uh, a mid tone like green, green Japanese World War Two from Mission Model Paints. I got there. We right go. That's that's kind of like a grayish green, right? Right, Brian? Oh, it is not. In fact, it is a beautiful, almost gold, like rich, rich. Uh, forest green, like you say, you love Kyle. So pool green, it is gorgeous. No, green. Um, it is. It's hard to say. Actually, more blue a little more yellow in the mix. What do we? What do we? What, which direction are we going? Is it's well? I mean, it's not even about blue or yellow. Actually, it is definitely a blue shade. Yeah, you can totally see that it's a blue shade, but yeah. um, it's uh, God. It's a nice color. <laughs> I've never cracked it open before. I'm sorry, guys. I'm speckling over the, uh, the delicious. Mm. No, but um, yeah, but yeah. So if you want to go for that, it, there is that's a cool green, right? Or or whatever. So if you you're mixing with that, like what Chris was saying, with mixing in complementary colors to mm -hmm. adjust for, um, like the transition between different colors. So Chris was talking a lot about using grays. Um, the theory, one of the, the big theories that I follow is mixing two identical colors of even mixture with each other results in a neutral color of gray it doesn't result in you know blue and yellow don't that's why that book title says blue and yellow don't make green it's because if you had whole tone yellow and whole tone blue together it doesn't make green because the two colors cancel each other out and you see nothing but gray what's oh. left so and that that deals with light and that's where it gets deep and then you start dealing mm. with particulate and blah 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 um so um yeah uh god colors are fun colors are fun i like so I, I i always blindly mix colors I, i've i just knew the rule that you never mix white and black into a color because you lose your vibra vibrancy in it so i was like okay well, i fuck around and just yeah. do a bunch of other shit and i'm like hey i stumbled on a color combination i like but i never knew the science behind it and i feel like that's where 
I want to learn because if oh, I can so actually have direction in my color shifting and I'm just like not throwing things yeah. in the pond going, hey, I like this, these three colors I made. They work yeah. and just stumbling upon it. It's way yeah, better. That's why the library is good. If the library still mm. exists in your town, go and check out a book and read oh, it. Yeah, this is the problem when, and then return it. Don't throw it out the window. <laughs> this is the problem when it comes to um to this topic. Right, because I, I mean, we've been talking about this for maybe an hour, almost an hour and a half, and it, we barely scratched the surface. Um, and we're trying to, I'm, well, at least I'm trying to to direct it to um, to things that we are more familiar with, where you know, whether it's mecha models or, or just modeling in general. But it is, right. it is such a, a diverse um, like spectrum of different theories, essentially. Where oh, yeah. we can we can keep talking about, you know, we can we can talk about. The, the high contrast, the tonal shifts, and all that stuff, the mm. hue, you know, the saturations of, of it, and, Chris, and, Chris, and what that evokes. Chris, yeah. we didn't even talk about how um, when you're looking at a color of, like, say, the color orange, even if you have, like, the same color, and then you put a different color next to it, the color looks different. <gasps> so, like, Wait, how that matters. <laughs> you can fuck with right? colors based on what you put next to each other? Oh, Brian, yeah. no, 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 no. This rabbit hole just got a little deeper. <laughs> What is this witchcraft? Know, we have, we we've barely like talked about you know like the the, yeah. the undertones of, to- of the undertones of hue within the same color. It's 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 a whole a whole thing and and um, yeah. but you know what I do I do want to um to kind of hear uh, from our substitute teacher uh, over there um, kind of talking about yeah. uh, his uh, cerulean build uh, and why he chose the colors that he chose, especially for your vignette. Yeah, I don't know. God damn, Pabs, the, the fuck, bro? The professors are sick today. I've been quiet for mad long, son. <laughs> Shit. All right, Peggy, oh, substitute man. teacher of the year. What? Can you repeat the question? Yeah, <laughs> dude. I'm fucking. So, okay. So, I mean, in terms of your your actual floating Lambo, right? Like, you know, orange. You that was that was the main basic color of what the Cerulean project was this this year. But why did you then choose the colors that you chose for the, your vignette? Why did you choose the colors for your 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 figure? Why what and why do you think those colors complement your floating Lambo? And why did you compose it the way you composed it? It just felt right. I don't like that answer. <laughs> I don't like that answer. Do it again. Do it, it again. It felt so good putting these colors down, dude. I was like, this good? goes here. This goes here. In my head, it was just like paint by numbers, you know? Like this is where it should be. Is that because you were in the zone? I might have been. State. I was flowing, dude. I was like, this yeah. gotta get done. Here, Close your eyes. Therapy therapy session. As of the recording of this episode, we have uh six days. Oh my god. Uh, less though because there's only an hour and 21 minutes left in this day ah god (laughs) damn it (laughs) all right i'm gonna need you to lay on the couch we're gonna have a therapy session let's (laughs) let's let's crack this head open why do you think these colors that you chose jive with you and why would you think they would jive with other people because obviously you wouldn't just appease yourself you want it to be like a every because it's gonna be in a book where everyone's gonna view it so go and book it Let's 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 deep dive. Why why do you feel uh, tied to these this color scheme you've done? I minus the orange because that was obligation. Um, Maybe the orange actually, actually plays into this. Actually, the orange does play into it. So I like colors, man. They feel good to me. <laughs> you feel warm inside. Yeah. 
And as we've gone on about, you know, how they make you feel in other episodes, too, we were talking about, uh, what was it? Oh, using detail and all types of stuff to tell a story. I just had to tell a story of, you know, bleak future, cool fucking car. But if you think about it, going from, um, you know, working the, the panel shots and whatnot, going from the bottom to the top, it's like a nice sunrise. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of hope to it. Some source lighting? Yeah. Or is that like just how you integrate just, the no, color just transition? The, the colors I used, like the colors of it, make it feel like something on the horizon, you know, shit like that. I like it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Fuck you guys making me talk okay. about color so, bullshit. <laughs> by the time this episode came comes out, people have seen your build, so you can spoil it. What colors did you use to invoke that sensation you uh, got? On the bottoms, I got a lot of darks and grays and blues and stuff. And as you go up, you go through like the metallics and you just get pops of color with the warms. And at the top, you got the the orange. It's nice. <laughs> what right? outfit is your your lady clad? What color scheme is she in? This is purple and orange bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bullshit. <laughs> it's real life. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I don't know. But they even felt like, good together. Even like, even like the tone of blue, blue gray that you used for your your block. Yeah. Right, and then concrete um, block. You have yeah, you have that tonal shift from from the the very light, light gray blue to uh, more of a, a stained black or a stained dark gray, um, as you shift up. Um, I think it's a, it, that's a good contrast with your with your your orange. Yeah, or, um, dude. Well, he's even got Lambo. brown because he's got some weathering in there, so he's got a more of an yeah, earth tone yeah, that helps transition to that warm as well. But it's doo doo flavored. Don't mm, delicious. <laughs> oh man, custom made doo doo flavor. Yeah, she's custom made doo doo. No, that's a theory. That that another color made theory the out toilet. there is brown it up. <laughs> If you need yeah. it to look real, if you need it to look worn and weathered in, brown it up. Get that brown in there. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, shit on your builds. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> yeah, man. It's gonna fit. I was, I was, uh, maybe by <laughs> the time this episode releases, I'll do it. But I wanted to do a, like a, a quick uh, silhouette of a city, some colors in the background to evoke more of that. Maybe I like that. Now. You should do that. Yeah, I should do that. Yeah. Okay, so viewers or audio listeners, if he hasn't done this, slam that man's Instagram with demands that he don't, does it. Don't yeah, threaten do me. This is this is this is a call to arms, dude. Because we, as we talked about in the previous episode, uh, this man needs to be challenged to push himself beyond the plateau. So yeah. if he's lollygagging, well, go after his ass. Yeah, shit talk him yeah. hard. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I bet you won't. Bet you you know color shit. You Fucking no cityscape. Colors. No doing ass. You know that. It's been fun. Okay. Man. Well, I, I actually learned a lot. Surprisingly, based on what I rudimentarily know about color theory, which is, as we stated before, nothing. Yeah. Um, the information and in what you guys talked about in length, which I love that. Like, you guys really got into it, which just shows, like, there is a lot of personal involvement in how you perceive a series of guys have mentioned, which is good. You, you take the core fundamentals and you make it your own because that's what art's all about is making your own. But I did learn a lot. I connected with a lot of things. And I hope the audience members 
also picked up a lot of items. I mean, we we talked about how the fundamentals are great, learn them, but then throw them in the trash and build upon that that understanding because you really kind of have to march your way through this to just really get something out of it, uh, which is daunting. I'm not going to lie, but I feel like we can do it together. Like this could be a journey had by all. So let's 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 do it. Always is another thing. Go ahead, Brian. I said it always is. I was just oh, always is. Okay. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And then Pabs gave us some some great websites, which um, I'm hoping we put in the in the description because what was it? It was Palette On, and then the other one was Color Hunt. Color Hunt. Okay, um, those will be great. Uh, I think I've seen Color Hunt. You've you've pulled some palette or some uh, swabs where it shows the different tones. It's amazing, mm-hmm. and I think. You can build, you can use, I guess, while you're learning this, you could probably take a couple of those just to practice to see what works and get an eye for things. I think that'd be a great, probably, suggestion. I know I'm going to do that. I'm going to be like, I want this color scheme, so let me pull some swabs of colors that kind of align with that basic idea. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you even want to take it in, like, in its most basic primary form, hmm. I mean, this is, this is exactly what a mood board is for. Ah, mood board. That's why it's called a mood board. like it. So, okay. Um, if you if you guys don't want to go the digital route, make a mood board. And so mood I, like my, I like my vision board. It has a mansion, and a Lambo on Affirmation, it. bro. I'm going to get that life. Griffith, aiming for that castle. I'm going to sacrifice steak. everybody. <laughs> you know, um, I, um, when I was working as a photographer, uh, mm-hmm. gosh, 15 years ago at this point, um, a mood board was always set at the very beginning just to talk about, okay, well, what are we going for here? What are What is our... What is our, our our target here? Obviously, the the main point was to take photos of the whatever the model was Happy wearing. Moment. But yeah, but what are we evoking here? So, um, you know, stuff like diesel, true true religion, stuff like that. You know, like they like mm. they're, they're gritty you know, jeans. So things like swashes of grays within the light blues and all mm. that stuff. So it was like we we were looking to see if we can evoke that emotion through uh, our composition and our color scheme. So a mood board, um is a very valuable tool that some people just should try to use a little bit more. Note taken, mood board. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I can and, agree with that. And then that kind of runs concurrent with a lot of design schooling, right, Chris? That, that runs into architecture, that runs into, you know, everything. You have like visceral things, textures, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that too, which actually does play into scale modeling as well if you're yeah. going to go that I route. I feel like a lot of them kind of interlock because they're all kind of based off of the same core fundamentals and then they deviate for the specifics. Like obviously you have textures with buildings and fabric and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. same for photography. You're trying to show something by what's available in, in yeah. the, and compo- you know, composition and angles and you know, um, your, your, what they call that, the fucking focal points and all that just to show certain movements and stuff. When you're drawing, you have different, um, can you help me here? Yeah, but no, I mean like uh, so you have like how you show the line of sight and all that shit based on yeah. perspective. There we go. I mean, perspective. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, you, you, everything you said is right, so you're yeah, not yes. wrong anywhere. All, all yeah, intermeshing so. things. Yeah. Um, yes. But one thing that I, I really, really glad that we talked about was when Paz went over tonal contrast versus high contrast because yes. again, as we mentioned, this is something we all have or currently suffer with myself included when we make our builds because we we have that misunderstanding about what is actually most effective you know using a high contrast color scheme versus an actual 
tonal contrast color stream when you're trying to highlight your your details or what you're trying to you know get the eye drawn to and things of that nature so i that was a really good discussion i i think that if anything is the biggest thing one could take away on this that would be able to transition to your model work from the start i'll, I'll tell you this much um for a lot of designers while some things can be found accidentally everything and anything in terms of color has a purpose so if you guys take that and put it into your modeling just think of it that way everything that you paint whatever you paint it as whether it's complementary or not ha should have a purpose i don't know how to follow that was super inspiring <laughs> <laughs> it's like deep um that's actually I mean, that's a good shit. It doesn't have to be that deep, honestly. It's well, like no, really I mean, very basic. It should have a purpose. That is. <laughs> yeah, that's why I ended it there. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. where am I going? I mean, so the way the way I, I gather that is basically because like I want to make sure because I'm at the point in my model making journey, I should say, is where I don't want to just build and then build crafts and skills of that. I want to make stuff that invokes some sort of emotion or has an impact or is like awe-inspiring or whatever the case may be. I don't want to just, oh, cool, I made this and move on like, like, a, like a simple snap build kind of shit. Like I'm no longer into the engineering and all that. I want to make more diorama, more storytelling stuff, more like people will look and go, wow, or they look at that and they get a feeling from it, something of uh -huh. that nature, whether it's here like, oh my God, the, the technicality of this build and how we use the color stuff, that's great. Or it's like, wow, I look at that build and I, it makes me think of this or I'm reminded of this, things like right. that. Like That's where I want to head with my craft. And so discussing these like and that. what perhaps have purpose behind your, your choices is really good thing to keep in mind because if that's your ultimate goal and your builds to have a message or have something directed or you know whatever the, the reasoning is you you have that understand that what you're doing has purpose that it, it has a meaning behind it you're not just doing it because it looks cool i like that oh it's by why am i whispering i don't know <laughs> no Kyle, stop whispering like we've okay. been scolded for this before been a hot minute you guys have forgotten okay oh, whisper, whisper. Anyway, I, have, we'll, I we'll never see. forget i'm a fucking elephant baby uh, wait i'm a goldfish so <laughs> disposable can, come on kyle can you fall? no goldfish have three second memories that's what i'm getting at like you may yeah, have, also live for I have like forgotten seven so. days <laughs> no you can have one for like three weeks I, or longer there's quite what does yeah. yeah no semantics come on brother um do you know that the reason why goldfish are so hard to keep is because they poop so much they change the ph levels of the water and it becomes yeah, very hard to uh yeah. to maintain yeah that's yeah. that's why they're feed feeder fish most of the time they're like fuck these guys are too hard to take care of <laughs> oh, they, that's the things they grow fast they breed fast blah 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 but yeah. goldfish amazing because it's full of various colors beautiful plethora of different types of color in even just your generic ass bite mm -hmm. at petco you know, it lives for like a couple of weeks, whatever goldfish, right? Yeah. Like the way that the light and all that stuff and that stuff is really, really cool. Uh, like, cause uh, color theory. Yeah. Brian, I thought you were going to say that goldfish are amazing. Cause there's a snack that smiles back. <laughs> no. <coughs> no. Goldfish. No. No. Good God. Um, I, I don't know how to follow that up. Goldfish. Not dad, you dad joked us into oblivion. Uh, yeah, while we uh, while we're on the the topic of goldfish, uh, I want to thank our patreons for <laughs> supporting the show. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. 
without you guys, <laughs> uh, the show would be, <laughs> would be harder to do. Uh, you know, uh, okay, you thank you for keeping purpose. the lights on. Yeah. So uh, thank you, um, uh, Manny McDeo, uh, Ty Furious, uh, Austin. Mm-hmm. Austin. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Gertie, uh, uh, Mr. Chris Mettings. Uh, yes, the robot. You, guys are, yeah, Devin. you guys are helping us keep the lights on and uh, oh, features, thank you. Yeah, you allow me a platform to say dad jokes. Uh, (laughs) And uh, just in case this bit of a wonderful banter isn't enough for you, there is a bunch of other skill modeling podcasts you can check out at www.modelpodcast.com. Mm. Uh, it's a whole whole slew and actually it's put together by uh, Scott Gentry from the Scale Model Podcast Uh, there's a whole slew of cool model podcasts I listen to most of them and if you don't you should as well yes Um, a lot of them there's a couple that are akin to our way of uh, podcasting if you can say that like a more more like a blue oh yeah no it's everything you get you get a lot yeah 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 Yeah, great choices (laughs) Another thing too, and another thing, I'm going to Columbo my way into this one. Uh, Book, by the time this comes out, um, Models for Ukraine 2 is going to be available at InsideTheArmor.com. Chris Meddings has put together a collection of fantastic modelers and it goes directly charity to, to, um, uh, what do you want to say, like, Humanitarian the, efforts for you. Yeah. Humanitarian efforts in in Ukraine, and mm-hmm. uh, sorry, it took me a second to spit that out. Um, uh, yeah, the last book was great. This book is going to be uh, even better. And so, if you can support it and you feel like you're into it, please check them out at insidethearmor.com. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's sold out. That's it's been a great episode. I feel like this is just the first part of many. Like as we grow and, and oh figure God. out how we want to, because I mean, we we alluded to a couple. of things and i was like oh should i should i push them along this route i was like no i, I think that might be too complex i don't know enough like uh, i don't want to overwhelm the audience but i feel like this is a great stepping stone and as we mentioned earlier this is a great start to building the foundation that is color theory because in our craft whether it's through scale models miniatures uh, armor robot you know or just you're you're an oil painter it's a good thing to have in your repertoire and you know in your toolbox to have an understanding of color theory and just a rudimentary level should get you by and then you can expand upon that with your your personal direction but again this was kind of a stepping stone to call back from the beginning of the episode this is your book Mm -hmm. this is your color theory book that you can listen to and then throw out to create your own theory. <laughs> don't throw your phone out if you're listening to this podcast on your mobile device don't throw that it's it's, it's a digital audio you don't need pulls to throw that out yeah. i'm like here i am still a child in the 80s pulls the cassette deck out of the fucking rips the, the stereo out of the car hucks yeah. it out the window how'd you go bye uh, um remember when you could do that yeah you're like ah fucking tape get out of here i'm, I'm fucking old no i used to have a sony walkman deck. Bro. No, the whole deck. That's what I'm saying. I'm that. Oh, old. yeah. You pop it out. <laughs> um, it's, it's young. I'm still young to a lot of people. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Great episode. Uh, substitute teacher. You got anything to add to this? Uh, the best color in all of the wheels in all of the world is brown. <laughs> yeah, boy. 
why brown let's 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 break this down <laughs> um while we're we're on the topic of of uh, see i don't want to transition from brown to that <laughs> um disregarding the color brown what what colors is our beloved usa gundam store representing i believe it is yellow and blue um is there, there you know there's no yellow in there there's no yellow in there. i'm not it's white sorry i don't know why i i had the color in my head but i said yellow i meant white and blue it's like a white and light blue um but uh thank you to our proud sponsor uh usa gundam store for again they contributed a vast majority of their generous funds to help support the equipment that we use as well as providing a source for all of our gundam folks to buy kits as well as tools and other kuchumar to help you know push their hobby enjoyment so hit them up they've got great discounts going around um as of late i think it's like 25 percent off on certain items um they're running they're currently running a fall sale yes so anything anything can be anywhere between 25 to 50 percent off this is gonna come out in december <laughs> oh, well there's gonna be holiday <laughs> holiday special so if you want to buy for your beloved spouse or you want to spoil yourself for the holidays i know a store they got lots of inventory and they're really good about getting things to you in a timely manner it's usa gundam store check them out i send my wife there every year hoping that she'll buy me a decent kit uh, <laughs> she, no, like, she got no. me a, she got me a, a death site one year so she's done pretty good she's learning don't blame her. She doesn't think about you're this. Putting down. Yeah. <laughs> Round and round. Yeah. Funky clown. Send your wives <laughs> and significant others to USA Gundam Store. They'll find a kit that you like. Eventually. I'm winking, by the way, guys. <laughs> anyway, it's been a great episode. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Build it sideways. Bye. Yeah, build it Bye. sideways. Bye. Bye.